listeners, and welcome back to Journey Abroad, the show that highlights Africans studying and living abroad, their experiences, as well as tips and tricks on how to thrive in new environments. Happy back to school, happy September, happy end of summer, or happy beginning of summer, depending on where in the world you are. I am excited and nervous to be bringing you season two of Journey Abroad. This summer, I took a break from Journey Abroad and focused more on lab work. So I was in the lab most of the summer, and I kind of enjoyed not focusing on too many things and just having my research be the thing that I was doing over the summer. So as the start of the semester got closer and closer, I got a little bit nervous about bringing Journey Abroad back and starting back up again. Not because I don't enjoy the content or you know what I'm doing with this podcast, but more so because it felt like this really big task that I wasn't quite sure how exactly to get started on. I'm sure some of you can relate to that feeling of wanting to start something, but it feeling very big and overwhelming and, you know, just making you feel anxious and uncomfortable and, you know, like you don't really want to start it. So I'm feeling proud of myself for bringing out my microphone, putting my headphones in and sitting and recording for you all. I'm also really excited to be bringing you season two of Journey Abroad because I really enjoy the conversations and I'm very excited to be bringing you more wonderful guests with super awesome stories and hopefully hopefully inspiring folks to move abroad or to go on these academic pursuits that I've been featuring on the podcast. So season two is going to look a little bit different from season one. So I'll still have guest interviews where I'll have a guest on to feature their story, their experience, and how they got to where they are today. But also, I'll be throwing in a mix of solo episodes, starting with this one. So I got a little bit of feedback from the last season that folks wanted to hear more about my story, my experience. So I'm hoping to bring more of my stories to the podcast, more of my experience, more of my thoughts, I suppose, which is kind of intimidating, but I'm hopeful that uh, it'll be helpful to at least someone out there. I have shared my story and my experience on a number of other podcasts. So I just want to run through the quick list of podcasts that I've been on if you want to listen to my story elsewhere. So firstly, I was on Stemming from Africa, which is hosted by Dr. Cynthia, and this highlights women in STEM from Africa. So across all fields, whether it's science, technology, engineering, or mathematics. I also was on The Vulnerable Scientist, sharing my experience with Sarah Nyakeri, who's from Kenya. This was a great conversation. However, a lot of the footage was lost. I believe Sarah tried to salvage what was left and put the little bits of the conversation on line available for you all. So it's not a full conversation. I think it's a little bit from the from the start and then a little bit at the end, but still a little bit of a glimpse of my story and my experience. And then most recently, I was on Her Royal Science, which is hosted by Dr. Asma Bashir, which, oh my gosh, she's so lovely. She's such a lovely person. I felt incredibly honored to be part of this particular podcast because I'd been seeing it on Twitter. I'd been seeing uh, Dr. Bashir on Twitter a bunch. So when she reached out to me, I, wow, <laughs> it was, I, I felt honored. It was, it was great. So yeah, that came out just this week. I will 
put links to all three of the podcasts that I've done so far in the description below. I've also recorded a podcast with the Global Runway from, I can't remember which episode, but from the previous season, who's living in Russia. He interviewed me with the Global Runway to share my experience, talk about neuroscience, talk about mental health. So that was also a very great conversation. And I will link that in the description once it becomes available. It's not live yet. As we are now mixing in solo episodes, I guess I thought I would start this season off with a little bit of a life update as we're now at the start of the school year. So for those of you following me on Twitter, on Instagram, or who've connected with me on LinkedIn, you may already know this, but I am no longer a master's student. Instead, I am a PhD candidate, which is super, super exciting. So I didn't actually get a master's degree, so I don't have I didn't get the certificate or anything. Uh, instead, I fast-tracked. So I didn't need to write the thesis or submit a thesis. I didn't have to defend a thesis. Instead, I wrote a PhD proposal, took a candidacy exam, and then that allowed me to become a PhD candidate. So firstly, what is a candidacy exam? So I think it has different names depending on where you are in the world. Some people refer to it as a comprehensive exam. Um, I guess you could think of it as like a proposal defense, I suppose. So I had to present my proposal to a group of professors, my supervisor, two members of my advisory committee. So these are professors who will follow my academic journey throughout the year and give me advice and feedback and just help me uh, along this PhD journey, along with an external examiner. So this is a professor not related to my project, but whose research is kind of similar to mine, who can provide me feedback, constructive criticism, anything that'll help me. And then finally, a mentor who is another professor who, um, well, for this candidacy exam, he really just served the role as moderator. So in his words, he was really there just to make sure that nobody leaves the exam crying, which I didn't really want to hear at the start of my exam, but uh, anyway, it was really intimidating to be standing in front of these professors, granted it was on Zoom, which is a little bit more comforting, but still very intimidating for it to be just me and these professors and me talking about my research and what I hope to do. So it was a 30-minute presentation followed by about an hour and 15 minutes of questions from the professors in the room. So these were questions about the feasibility of my project, why I chose various techniques, what, how I interpret the results that I've been able to gather so far, as well as um, just any questions on like background knowledge on the topic. So that was intense. It was long, but your girl made it. I passed and now I am a PhD candidate. So now as of the September, I am starting off as a second year PhD student, which is super exciting. I am happy to be going on this journey. So while we're talking about all of this, I guess it it only feels fitting to talk about exactly what I research. So I don't know that I've ever actually mentioned it on this podcast, but I study how child abuse and depression affect the human brain. So we use human tissue, post-mortem human tissue from people who have donated their brains to science. 
I look more at the cellular and molecular level, trying to understand exactly how child abuse and depression can affect the brain's ability to rewire itself or the brain's ability for neuroplasticity. I'm especially excited to be in this area of research to be looking specifically at how childhood maltreatment could be affecting the brain because I'm really interested in our childhood experiences and how they shape who we become as adults. So whether that's in, you know, our behaviors, uh, our response, our emotional responses, our attachment styles, all of that. I'm really, really interested in how childhood really feeds into who we become as adults, you know, whether it's, you know, negative experiences or positive experiences. I think what really got me interested in this area is spending time teaching children. So I spent some time teaching children swimming and ballet, and I was just in awe of the capacity of these kids. They're, they were learning so quickly, a lot quicker than I expected them to be learning. You know, I was realizing that children are like sponges. They really absorb everything from their environment. So if you put them in a negative environment, what does that do to their brain? How does that affect them later on? So what we know is that childhood maltreatment is associated with poor physical and mental health outcomes. So this could be things like hypertension or high blood pressure. This could be things like uh, mental illnesses such as depression, uh, dissociative identity disorder, all of these things. And so in my thinking, I, I feel like it's very important for us to shine light on the importance of the childhood period um, that we need to protect the child mind if we want to have an adult, a society of well-functioning adults. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know this mentality that children will just outgrow the, their experiences. I think it it isn't necessarily true. And you know what we're seeing through our research is that even at time of death, there are long-term changes in the brain as a result of child abuse. So yeah, I'm super excited to be in this area. I could talk nonstop about this field. But I won't do that today. Other good news relating to my academic journey is that my funding has been secured, which is such a relief. I am fully funded by the government of Botswana through the Top Achievers Program. So they first started sponsoring me during my undergrad, so when I first moved to Canada in 2016. And they will they have now agreed to cover my doctoral studies right up until the end. So I'm so, so, so grateful for this opportunity. I'm so grateful to have funding. I'm so grateful that, you know, they're not only covering my tuition, but my living expenses, my health insurance. It's such a relief. So I'm very happy about that. But I also won another award from McGill, which is under the Healthy Brains, Healthy Lives Fellowships, which is really there to... Um, retain top scientists. I guess that's how they phrase it on their website. Um, but again, I'm happy to add more things to my CV. I'm happy to have more funding, more money, uh, especially with the cost of living rising so much. So it's just, I'm feeling very good stepping into the semester. I'm still nervous about, you know, other things in the semester. And I think that's very normal. My schedule is slowly filling up with meetings and symposiums and presentations and all of that. So I I am feeling a lot of uh, nerves around this. Um, you know, going back into routine, I'm trying to be 
in my office more and be in the lab more. And um, I've gotten so used to being at home and being comfortable that now this is such a shift. And after being remote for almost two years, it feels so weird to now be back in person. And I have a lot of feelings around this. But um, yeah, in, in all in all, I'm excited and I'm excited to be embarking on this PhD journey. I I really enjoy research. I really like the intellectual pursuit. I like the problem solving. I like the collaboration. I like understanding more. I want to know more. So I'm excited for this journey. I'm uh, not excited to have committed myself to many years of not making a good salary, but that's uh, that's a problem for a future me, I suppose. But uh, I am excited. I think it'll be a good semester. I think it'll be a good school year. Um, I think it'll be a rough PhD, but a good one. <laughs> so I'm excited. So if you have any exciting news, please share it with me. I would love to hear all of the news, all of the exciting news that you may have. Yeah, so this semester, I the school year, I'm trying to be more practice more self-compassion uh, to be easier on myself. I think I'm very hard on myself. Um, my boyfriend says I'm very hard on myself. I'm also trying to be, to plan more, to plan better, to really structure out my time well so that I don't fall behind on any of my deadlines and don't make myself feel overwhelmed. I'm also really trying to focus on my health this school year. I'll talk about it more in a later episode, but uh, I have had some challenges with my health in the last few years, uh, physical and mental health. So this school year, I'm trying to really focus on that more, you know, put my health at the forefront of my responsibilities and really be be true to, you know, what my capacities are, what I'm capable of, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and kind of let that guide me from here. So in terms of the podcast, I think we'll we'll stick with releasing every two weeks. I think I think that schedule worked well for me. Um, as I had mentioned, I was nervous about bringing Journey Abroad back up again. But I think what I'm trying to do is be mindful of my own capacity, know my limits, and make sure that I'm not pushing too hard. So I'm trying to practice self-compassion and some leniency towards myself around this podcast. So... Yes, I do want to be releasing episodes every two weeks, but if that doesn't happen, I'm trying to tell myself that that's okay. Um, I look forward to bringing you more content, to bringing you more journey abroad, more guests, more stories, more experiences. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So in the next episode, I will be having... Freddie Dechu on my podcast. So if you are at McGill, if you've ever been to an OAP event, Open Air Pub event, you will probably be familiar with Freddie. He also goes by Super Freddie. So you can catch his music on Spotify. We'll talk more about that in his episode, but that's something to look forward to in the next episode. So for now, I wish you a great start of the school year, a great back to work, a great end of summer, a great beginning of summer, whatever your case may be. I just hope that it is good, that you are well, that you are remembering to fill your own cup before filling other people's cups. 
and I just want to send you positive vibes and positive thoughts. So until next time, bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Journey Abroad. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to follow, subscribe, and rate the show on whatever platform you listen in on, and share the podcast with your network. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always looking for more stories to share. If you'd like other ways to keep up to date with the show, you can find me on Instagram at journeyabroad underscore podcast and on Twitter at journeyabroad underscore. A new episode will be released every other Friday at 12 p.m. EST. So until then, salang sente, stay well.